Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN. You listen to us all across the country and all of our great ESPN Radio stations, Sirius XM 80, ESPN app. And you can be a part of the Unsportsmanlike Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. And we will have college football for you tomorrow. Michigan and Minnesota presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 7 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Bears, Commanders, Massive story because maybe the most unexpected outcome of the entire season in any NFL game so far. And before the game, before the Bears win, the unfortunate passing of Dick Butkus at 80 years old after a legendary, iconic career. People in the state of Illinois absolutely love him from going to Illinois where Smalls went and then playing for the Bears. And I had asked CeCe about the best linebacker he ever saw. And what an interesting answer he gave us just moments (laughs) ago. Let's take a listen. Ray Lewis would come in like he was he was a guy that would take on the blocker and shed him and then make the tackle. A lot of linebackers need to be covered up by defensive tackles. Ray Lewis wasn't that dude for the majority of his career. Like when he was in his prime, there was nobody that was doing it better. Okay. Good, I, I didn't good remember analysis. I don't remember doing that. I don't know. What the, happened? <laughs> Let's hear that isolated if we could. <laughs> What was that? I don't know. Where did that, I, that, I did not hear that live. That that might be my version of Ski from Sexy Red. That might be yeah. my own Ooh. spin on it. Wait, let me hear it again. Remix. It's a signature moment. It's a signature moment. Can we hear it again? Okay, here's, here's the deal. When we take calls today to start your phone call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, you need to drop a before you actually give your point. It's part of the show now. It's part of the show. you got to drop the ooh. Is that how you do it? Smalls, can you do it? No, that was more like a dog. That sounded like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Try to do it again. <laughs> Cece, let me hear you do it again if you can. I, could, I can't do you it can't again. Even do it no, again. I can't do it again. Mm-hmm. But we got the drop, though. So mm-hmm. it, is. it can, it can, it can mm-hmm. live in perpetuity. There All right, we go. so there you go. If I you're calling it. in the show at 888 you got to give the ooh, the new Cece. Ooh. All right, last night we also saw a performance, as I mentioned, that was unbelievable by the Bears. I, I'm watching this the entire time. I'm like, all right, how are they going to blow it? All right, what's going to happen? Oh, oh, Washington's coming back. And then Logan Thomas fumbles the football for Washington. This was so unexpected for them to win this way. And because of the fact that they blew their lead against the Broncos the week before, I'm thinking after the 14 straight losses, they're going to find a way to do it again. And instead, Justin Fields comes out 15 of 29, 282, four touchdowns in this game. DJ Moore looks like the best receiver in football last night, eight for 230 and three touchdowns. Ridiculous night fantasy-wise. And now the Bears are sitting there at one and four. And their quarterback and wide receiver looked phenomenal out of nowhere last night, CC. It's amazing how the conversation changes only five days after they blew a three-touchdown lead against the Denver Broncos, right? We're talking about how the Bears are the dumpster fire of the NFL, how everybody needs to be gone, GM, head coach, quarterback. 
and then they go out there and they have that kind of performance. I, I mean, there, there's a case to be made that DJ Moore is going to give all of them a reprieve from their ultimate fate, which is being cut loose <laughs> from that organization. But if the Bears were ever going to win a game this season, last night was the one because of the news that we got a few hours before kickoff with the, the passing of Dick Buckets, a Chicago Bears legend. But I got to give credit where credit is due to Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator for the Bears, because I thought he did something that was really, really smart. When your quarterback is struggling, give him plays that he's comfortable with and sprinkling passing concepts on early downs and distances where the defense isn't expecting it. Don't ask Justin Fields to throw the football when he's got to face sub packages. Let him throw the football against base defenses on first and second down. Let's also allow him to use his legs so he gets comfortable in the flow of the game. And that's exactly what happened. We saw more designed quarterback runs from Justin Fields early on in that first half. And we saw more shots down the field on first and second down for Justin Fields in that game. I think that has to be their formula in order to get the best version of number one. Isn't that what Justin Fields was imploring them to do when he publicly kind of threw the coaching staff under the bus is saying, I need to do what feels good to me. The the system that I'm in right now is not working for me. And we did see them do that little hug at practice afterwards. Maybe they really did have that dialogue. And Luke Getze is now putting him in a position where he feels more comfortable and we're seeing him shine. Well, we certainly saw it last night. Cece, do us a favor. Explain when you say first and second down versus sub packages. What does that mean when you're a quarterback facing the what, – what are the differences in those defenses? Well, here's the thing. I mean, when you're trying to pass the ball, you want favorable matchups, right? So on first and second down, you're going to have base defenses out there. So just do it by counting the defensive backs. You got four defensive backs on base defenses. Okay. When they go sub packages, nickel and dime, you've got five defensive backs or six defensive backs. That's the difference, right? Nickel is five. Dime is six. So when you have less defensive backs on the field, it's probably easier to throw the ball to your receivers. And that's what the Chicago Bears did last night. Justin Fields last night on first and second down passing, he was 10 of 19, 129 yards and one touchdown. So, like, that's what you want to do to get Justin Fields in the flow, in the rhythm of the game. And that's where you want to take your shots against defenses that aren't suspecting that your quarterback is trying to go up top. Conversely, if you have a guy like Mahomes, it doesn't matter. Because he could throw against three, four, five, six, seven. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter because he's more evolved at the position, right? I mean, Mahomes' understanding of football, his ability to identify coverages. I'm not sure where Justin Fields is in his ability to diagnose defenses, but he's still an immature player. He's still developing, and you want to give him as much opportunity to get comfortable in games and settle in early on to avoid the erratic play. And they did that really, really well last night as a coaching staff. But if you're Ryan Poles, you're not giving him the runway to develop like that in Chicago. You're picking up the phone and trying to make a move mm. and deal Justin Fields today. Is that right, CC? Yeah, that's right. I'm moving him today. <laughs> I, there's nothing that I've seen over the last two weeks that changes my mind. I've, I've had three years of seeing Fields. Now, granted, there have been a lot of issues in Chicago, and it makes it hard for a quarterback to develop. He's been the most hit quarterback since he's come into the league. That's never good. He's had to change head coaches. He's had to change play callers several times. All of those things stunt the growth of a young player. I'm not saying Justin Fields can't become a good football player. What I'm saying is I'm unwilling to take the risk that he will or won't. I think the franchise is better served if they're going to be dealing with a matter of if deciding to move on from Fields, drafting a quarterback at the top of 2024, whether it's with their pick 
or the Carolina Panthers pick mm-hmm. and rolling it out from there. Smalls, there are so many different reasons as to why to do it, but one of the biggest has to be the financial implications as well because you're getting close to having to pay Justin Fields. The clock is running out on that rookie contract. you got to make a decision on a fifth-year option. you got to make a decision on a contract extension. Are you really willing to commit $40 million a year plus to Justin Fields? I'm not, especially for a quarterback that I'm still asking the question of whether or not he's a franchise guy. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, and the Dr. Pepper call in line. We've been asking you guys the question to play mock GM here. It's a fascinating one because the Bears have two first-rounders this upcoming year. The Carolina pick, Justin Fields, was a first-rounder. He played unbelievably well last night. He's not the first-rounder of the guys that he plays for and works for now, though. New president, new GM, new coach. What would you guys do? Is he your guy for the future, or are you selling high? Jay in Chicago watching on ESPNU. What's up, Jay? Hey, good, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. Uh, you got to give us an ooh, ooh. You got to give us the canty. Come on, give us the canty. Give us an ooh, oh, ooh. ooh, ooh. There ooh, we ooh, go. Ooh. There we go. There we go. He said woo, woo, woo. That was good, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Let's go, Jack. Hey, hey just want to say uh, prayers out to the Buckets family this morning before I get started. But moving forward, I need you guys to understand that Justin Fields is the guy, and you all need to know that the Bears are back up, baby. We are not taking a chance on another quarterback. The Bears are back is a little bit of a stretch, Jay, and thanks for the phone call. I they mean, lost the Bears, 14 in a row yeah, before the last night. Had a yeah. The Bears were down bad. They couldn't be down any worse. I guess it's pointed back up, though, right? I guess. It's pointed it's back going to be the other way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, 14 in a row. They almost, yeah. listen, they almost lost the season. Okay. It, was, it was the longest streak in team history. Yeah. They could not yeah. be down any worse than they have been. Historically, they have never been down this bad. Yeah. Jamal in North down Carolina bad. watching on ESPN, too. Woo, woo, Jamal. Jamal. Hello, Jamal. All right. Jam- yes, go ahead. All right. Appreciate it. Good morning. So my thing about the, the, the question, you know, is it, is it time for him to be, you know, the guy or is it time to move on? If you're going to ask that question, if he's the guy, who else can you get out there besides that in the offseason and in the uh, draft? As you know for sure, it's going to be that guy. You got 10 to 15 teams in the NFL, right? 10 to 15 in the, uh, in the NFL that go to the playoffs, 14 teams. Out of those seven, each division makes one. Who's your top seven in the QB in that division in the, in the NFC? You got to go at Fields. So it gives him a good chance regardless. You think Justin Fields is a top seven quarterback in the NFC? If you go through the starting QBs right now, you're kidding, give me, right? Give me who you want over over him? Okay. Besides, besides is, Cousins, besides Cousins and uh, you know Hurts and uh, okay. that. So yeah, and thank you, thanks for the call. So based on the totality, not just based on last night, Dak Prescott, uh, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Kirk Brock, Cousins, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, um, Matthew Stafford, Gino and Gino Smith, Gino Gino Smith, Smith yeah. for sure. I mean, that's definitively. Then, based on totality of play this season, Baker Mayfield's had a better season. No doubt. Sam Howell. Sam. I was not impressed last night, though. But this year, he's had a better better season. Unimpressive, and he threw for 330 yards. No, but I was. But that's when you're down. But this season, he's had had way more success this season. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. The point is, he's not top seven. Not even close. But it's not even just about that. It's about what those other quarterbacks can be. Like, we're we're sitting here saying, oh, well, you know, you don't know what those quarterbacks are. Well, we don't know what Justin Fields is. I mean, Justin Fields, again, guys. Well, we may, and it may not be good. That's the thing. But that's my point, though. We, We recognize he's got talent. We know he's got potential. 
But potential just means you haven't done it yet. Potential means that you haven't been able to harness that talent and have it translate to team success. We get all the obstacles that have been in the way of that in Chicago because they haven't been a great organization. But passing on another crop of quarterbacks after you just passed on Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young, I, I just can't fathom living in that world if you're a decision maker for the Chicago Bears. If I were to ask any of you right now today, would you rather have Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud? How could you not side with C.J. Stroud? I get it. It's only four games, but C.J. Stroud looks like he's going to be a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we've ever seen that with that level of consistency with Justin Fields. Here's Here's the problem, though. And this is the biggest singular knock that I can give to the Chicago Bears organization, which I'm sorry, but it's the reality. If C.J. Stroud was a bear, I don't think he'd look this good. Yeah, it's like a chicken or the egg thing. How much of this is Justin Fields' fault, and how much of it is the environment whoa, that he's been in? Whoa, The Houston Texans are all of a sudden a juggernaut? They're a functional organization? No, but he's had a small sample size with one head coach, and it, I'm just saying Justin fair, Fields has a, had a, fair, a lot of fair, change that's fair, happened. Or fair, a, a rookie head coach, defensive mind, and all of those things. But it's the Houston Texans. They were a dumpster fire, too. They had to hold Deshaun Watson. This was a lot going on with Houston. They had the whole chaplain that was a part of the front office, (laughs) and he was more of a decision maker, Jack Easterby, than the general general manager. Like It was a lot going on with the Texans. C.J. Stroud stepped in, and now all of a sudden we're looking at this team and saying, wait, are, are the Texans a live dog and contending in the AFC South? That's what a good quarterback does. A good quarterback, why you draft those guys at the top, is because they can overcome a lot of the dysfunction that they're parachuted into. A lot of these guys falter when they're put in situations like that. We haven't seen that with C.J. Stroud, even though that offense is decimated with injuries. I don't know that we we could say that about Justin Fields being able to overcome the things that we've seen in Chicago. The amazing thing is you're right to bring up all the lack of success in Houston. They've had more quarterback success just because of Deshaun Watson than the Bears have had in our lifetime, if you think about it. You say all the time, they haven't had a great quarterback since Sid Luckman or whatever you say. Sid Luckman, yeah. So I'm saying Deshaun Watson... What's very good for the Houston Texans, the Bears don't have their version of that, which is just crazy. Coming up, which QB is a bigger liability to their Super Bowl hopes, the one in Dallas or the one in San Fran? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. CeCe is dancing up in here. It is Unsportsmanlike. Oh, you know what? <laughs> There's something different about this. <laughs> Presented by Progressive Insurance. You dance a lot. This, okay, I want to explain this for those listening on the radio. I side. go on and on. Okay. Radio all along. Hey. A little too short. A little too short. Come on, man. There's whistle. something that What's just happened. What's my favorite happened. word? So, Dak. Cece, why you got to say it like that? Dak. <laughs> Cece, I, I could tell, dancing with his wife, having fun in a club, going out, having fun. There was a no, this is CC from another life. The, the not var- the not married version of CC. This there is vintage CC. This is vintage CC. So this is what, back when I was a lot more fun. So yeah. that's I like that. what yeah. the difference in the dancing just was. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's exactly you what it got, is. You just were in the zone yeah, just exactly. now. Yeah, exactly. Wow, I saw exactly. that. I, I was saw in that. the zone like James Harden against the Celtics in game one. I was in that zone. You're going to fall asleep in game two then? No, probably <laughs> probably not, but I'm just saying. A <laughs> lot yeah. of Clippers rumors, by the way. Thanks for bringing that up. That was yeah. a, it's an interesting thing now with the Clippers, whether or not they upped their offer to try to get James Harden. Gotcha. I bought James Harden up for a different reason, though. I know. I know. <laughs> I get it. Exactly. There you go. Small picked you. up I on it. You. you mean you don't want to break down Terrence Mann in a first? Okay. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. So the no. the Niners and the Cowboys, Sunday night football, game of the week we anticipate going into the game. And I don't like that we're spinning either of these quarterbacks negatively, but I guess Dak has done it to himself at times because of the turnovers. Not as much this year. And the red zone play, which has certainly been an issue now for the better part of the last what, two seasons here. But Brock Purdy, we spin negatively, and Smalls has pointed this out to her credit on this, because of where he was drafted. If you actually watch Brock Purdy, Purdy, Brockin' all night long, yeah, um, play, and you look at his numbers, he has given you no reason to doubt him. Yet, I guess until we continuously see him in a bigger sample size, we're going to have that, yeah, but he was Mr. Irrelevant. He's given us no reason to doubt him yet, and he's not just a system quarterback. I'm sorry. Well, listen, the only thing that he can do to change that narrative is keep playing well because mm-hmm. nobody's going to give him his flowers until they see the body of work and the consistency. Nobody wanted to give Tom Brady credit at the beginning of it because everybody was pointing to the defense and how good, how masterful of a play caller Bill Belichick was on that side of the ball. It wasn't until you saw the body of work and going to the Super Bowls, I think it was back-to-back Super Bowls, and then winning three over four years. That's when we started to say, hey, that dude is one of the best that's doing it. I think Brock is going to have to go a similar path in order to get the credit. But let's not make any mistake about it. This game is about Dak Prescott. This is about Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones made it about Dak Prescott with what he said in his radio hit in Dallas earlier this week. And I quote, if we maximize what we're doing with Dak and execute, there's no reason physically, no reason scheme-wise, that we shouldn't go out there and play well enough to win a football game. So he's already given the supporting cast the credit that they deserve, saying that they have the talent. He's already given the coach credit, which I'm not sure he deserves, and Mike McCarthy, in saying that we, we can execute uh, scheme-wise. It's all about whether or not the quarterback can execute. And this goes back to Dak Prescott and the turnovers that we've seen in both playoff losses to the 49ers. You've got three turnovers across those two losses over the past two postseasons. Can Dak go out there and be a difference maker? Can he be a force multiplier? 
Jerry Jones is paying him to be that. Jerry Jones is paying him to be the difference in this game going up against a quarterback that's making $900,000. Can Dak actually go out and do it in a big spot? That's what everybody wants to see, including the owner. But part of that is because of the franchise he plays for and the star on his helmet, right? Like, mm. the expectations for Dak are a certain way because of the success he has not had in big games, particularly the postseason, particularly against this franchise. So we expect more of him. But why isn't this game more about Brock Purdy and the fact that he's been playing out of his mind and the 49ers are undefeated? I think it, it all goes back to, as you said, Evan, the fact that he's Mr. Irrelevant. We just don't want to give him the credit that he deserves right now. He leads the league in, in quarterback rating, QBR. He has a 72.3 completion percentage, which is the third best in the NFL. He has zero interceptions on the season. He's done every single thing that's been asked of him. If Joe Burrow had those same numbers and his team was undefeated, we would be leading the charge. Joe Burrow, MVP. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, unbelievable season. The Bengals are favored to win the Super Bowl because of Joe Burrow. But we don't want to give it to Brock Purdy because of where he was drafted, because of the fact that Kyle Shanahan is his coach and has a favorable quarterback scheme. And instead, we're, we're making it more about Dak, the guy who's had issues before rather than the guy who's doing it now and I mean the 49ers are the best team and yet we don't want to give Brock Purdy the credit that he deserves yeah I don't want credit for that point that was your point that was a great point oh no I'm just a relevant point is a great point because we're assuming that he is going to go wrong that something is going to happen negatively I thoroughly enjoy watching him play Mm. I really he's one of my favorite quarterbacks to actually not name Mahomes watch play because I just love the guy that realizes oh he's open I'm gonna give him the ball Oh, he's open. I'm going to give him the ball. Like, whatever. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball. And he just does it in a way that is so smart, so efficient, so accurate. And then, you know, he had a pass, and we showed it on the ESPNU side um, to Brandon. I was just showing it right now. That's exactly the pass I was talking about. To Brandon Ayuk down the middle, where he just rocketed it downfield, where I saw CC a little arm strength that I had not seen before. He just does everything right, and yet we're just looking for things that are wrong. Yeah, but I th- again, it, it's going to come down to a bigger sample size. Right, he's only started twelve games, so I think they want to see more before you jump out the window and say this is the franchise quarterback. Now, I don't know why fans aren't taking their cues from the Niners because they're certainly saying this is our franchise guy. They moved on from Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. They moved on from Trey Lance in training camp. They they are clearly pushing their chips to the middle of the table with Brock Purdy because they believe this guy can help them contend at a championship level. The Forty ers are in their window right now. Mm-hmm. John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan wouldn't make those decisions about their quarterback room unless they had conviction that Brock Purdy was something special. I think we're going to be the ones that are late to the party, but this game would go a long ways to us saying, you know what, maybe this guy can win a Super Bowl for San Francisco. Maybe he can do what Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and Trey Lance and all of the others couldn't. And I think that's what we're faced with right now. So, yeah, I, I think that Brock Purdy – is a storyline in this game, and and we'll continue to follow it uh, uh, as the season goes on. But the biggest questions that we have coming into this game are around the Dallas Cowboys, and they're because of Dak Prescott. If Dak Prescott, Prescott, excuse me, balls out, clean sheet, no interceptions. He's the reason that they win this game. Do you think him exercising those demons against this team specifically would give you more confidence in him heading into the postseason? No. I think what no, I think no, what'll happen no. is everybody's gonna say, well, this is a big game, but not a postseason game. That's what he'll never get the credit that he probably should get or could get unless it's a postseason game. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, yeah, we may give him the credit because we're still in that surprise zone, right? The guy's played in thirteen total games. He's his team is 9-0 and in games that he's started. He has 18 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. By the time he has a full season, 
We're going to be talking about a guy that has between 30 and 35 touchdowns and less than 10 picks over a 17-game sample size. Now, over two seasons, but he has had one hell of a start to his career. All right, coming up. CeCe will be on Get Up. So if you're on the TV side, you can certainly watch that as well. ESPN, we're going to stay with you on ESPN. You, of course, we got a little Evan Almighty next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Making predictions can be tough. Wrong, 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 wrong. Unless you're the chosen one. He's the chosen one. This is Evan Almighty. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hello, I'm Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. I don't know what I'm chosen. I'm not the chosen one, that's for sure. When it comes to my predictions, they're usually horrible. Oh, my! I said that the Brewers would advance and the Marlins, so. Oh, you got two of the four wrong? Two of the four wrong, yeah. I mean, how dare you? I never get anything wrong. Look at Russell Wilson, clear MVP frontrunner right now. Yeah, that's with right. Trevor Lawrence. All right, <laughs> it is time now for a little round of Evan Almighty where I'll give you a prediction for what I think will happen this weekend. This is a gutsy one. But here we go. I'm going to say that the Philadelphia Eagles, sorry, Pat Costello, our producer, will have their first loss of the season. That the L.A. Rams will actually beat the Eagles this weekend. The Rams have been playing a lot better than people realize. Stafford has given them a good effort. And L.A.'s megastation, 710 in L.A., from Chris Morales to Sedano to everybody involved, Mason and Ireland, Cappy, Travis and Slee, everybody is going to be thrilled on Monday because the Rams are going to beat the Eagles. That's number one. No, hold on, what? hold on, hold yes. on. Yes, the Rams have proven to be a tough out. Right. But you're really discounting the fact that the Eagles could be finding their rhythm. They haven't looked dominant yet, but you don't think that they're going to eventually get to that point? Oh, I do. I think the Eagles are clearly better than the Rams. I don't think there's any question about that. I think I very much could be wrong on this one, but I think <laughs> at some point... The Eagles could have that blip on the radar kind of, wait, we didn't see this one coming. They go 4-1 and one on the season, and they get right back. They get right back to kicking butt. I'm just saying it would not surprise me at all if the Rams actually won this weekend over the Eagles, who have found ways to win, to their credit, mm-hmm. but have not been as great as maybe we thought they would be, and I'm not ripping them at all. Number two, I'm going to tell you that both – Two white Cooper Cups and that drink. Could be purple or could be pink. Cooper Cup, right? I think he's going to play this weekend. Well, Drake's new album came out. I got to do a little Drake shout out, right? What is it called? Right? For All the Dogs? I don't know. I wouldn't be the one to, to rap that, I guess, but I'll I just be, did. I'll be listening Yeah, to there it. you go. Uh, Cooper Cup 
and Jonathan Taylor both play this weekend. Both off of the physically unable to perform list. Taylor back with that odd press conference yesterday, not trying to say anything wrong. Cooper Cup, obviously a big-time wide receiver there. And there you go. Both of them play this weekend. First game of the season for both of them. All right. Thank you. You really sell that when you I sit back, it. you put your arms it. up. Those it. watching us. Um, next one. Nobody will agree with me on this, but Russell Wilson and Sean Payton will light up the Jets this weekend. That the Jets had their big moment of competing with the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night, right? Or Sunday night, Sunday night, excuse me. Yeah. And now they are going to play against the Denver Broncos in the Nathaniel Hackett Bowl. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is going to lose. I think Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are going to start their hit their stride here. And we're going to get the Broncos actually playing some decent football. Russ and Payton light up the Jets this weekend. So that's the Evan Cohen confirmation bias prediction. That's right. I got it. And the last one. And the most important one. I do not think Taylor Swift will be in Minnesota. (laughs) I think that Taylor Swift has other things to do. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the relationship with Travis Kelsey, but I am telling you that Taylor Swift, not in attendance, Vikings hosting the Chiefs. I think Taylor Swift is at home, on tour, whatever she's doing in her extremely busy life. She will not be there this weekend. Now, Smalls, What's I up? need to know from you. Right. What is the fallout? She doesn't go to the game. What's the fallout? Do people think they broke up? Do people think there are issues? Is everybody going to ask Travis Kelsey after the game, why wasn't Taylor here? What would the fallout be if she doesn't show up? They'll definitely be asking Travis Kelsey why she wasn't in attendance. But it do we really expect her to go to every single game for the remainder of the season? This is a pretty busy woman. She does have a life of her own. Yes, she has a private jet. Yes, she's gone to two games in a row. But what do you think her appetite is really to go to Minnesota for the weekend? Well, what do you think the job is of the significant other or the spouse when you're, when you're an athlete? I'm saying high school, college, pro. Is your significant other's job to actually go and support you on every single game you play? I think it's situational, you know? It depends on where you live, what you're – I mean – Evan, did you really expect your girlfriend to show up when you're throwing eight picks versus Nyack every week? See, that was a road game. I was so, just was so a, so. Uh, this is a road game for Herman. That's true. That is true. It's but a like, road game for Herman. You ever see the movie Love and Basketball? One of the great movies ever. Who hasn't seen Omar Love and Epps showing up for Sine Lathan at the end of the game when she's in the WNBA? I Shout mean, that's out to one Monica. of the right. That's one of the yeah. great. Oh, you even know the name? Of course, that movie is iconic. I have the soundtrack. Who doesn't, Evan? A lot of people don't have the soundtrack to Love and Basketball. I promise you that they don't have the soundtrack. But is it the responsibility of the significant other or the spouse in any walk of life, or not any walk, in sports, to go to the the person's game? I don't know that it is at all times. I don't know. My college boyfriend played baseball at another school, and I didn't even. I don't even know if I went to one of his games. Now it didn't work out. Maybe if I was more supportive. But listen, the school was like three hours away. I had stuff to do. Mm. You know, I had a busy social calendar. I had exams. I can't be going back and forth. I think to if watch you went to play. his games, you guys would be married with three kids right now. I mean, it's pretty Maybe. obvious <laughs> that you didn't go to his games as a result and that you're no longer together. You know, we were 
voted most likely to get married in high school. We dated for like almost 10 years. How'd time. that work out? Isn't that great? But isn't that funny? I was voted most likely to get married in high school, and I'm the only person out of my friend group that's not married. Yeah, and it's because you didn't go to his baseball games, obviously. 888-SAY-ESPN, <laughs> 888-729-3776. That is the number to get in on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Call us at that number, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's on college football season. Without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the ones fans deserve. We've been getting your phone calls. Justin Fields, great game last night. Chicago Bears beat Washington 40-20. to Justin Fields, is he the guy or do you sell high? Timothy in Maryland watching on ESPN2. What's up, Timothy? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, Timothy? Oh, hey, there Timothy. We go. Very there we well, go. Done. well done. That's the best one of the day, Timothy. Well done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, with Justin Fields, I think that he is your guy. He's your guy. So this, would you have said that before last night, or last night gave you that ammo where you're like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what's what's going on here with Justin Fields. I've been watching this guy since QB one, since he was in high school, when he was a number two at Georgia, and when he went to Ohio State and just ripped it up. So I've been watching this guy for a long time. I'm a Justin Fields fan, but I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan. This is going to be a situation where if they trade him, it's going to be like a Roquan Smith situation. They're going to regret it. Over the long haul, I think what you do is you sit back and you get some linemen. You have the 30th ranked offensive line. You have $32.57 million in cap. And you also have guy who's been getting sacked out of this world. So what you do is you get an infrastructure and you get an identity to this team because really that's what it is. This team has no identity. And you keep messing with it and keep switching stuff up. You're going to have a major problem that's even deeper than a quarterback in Chicago. Yeah, and, and it's a very good call, and thank you for it. There, that's the other spin. It's like, okay, so let's say you keep Justin Fields, he's your guy long-term, and you still end up with two fi- top five or top ten picks, and you literally just draft two offensive linemen. Marvin Harrison Jr., let's say, is off the board wide receiver from Ohio State. Theoretically, drafting two linemen to protect him is not only believing that Justin Fields is your guy, it's doubling and tripling down on it because all you're thinking about is how do we protect him, how do we make him better, and that's what that would be in that spot. I'm a little reluctant to move on from him if I'm the Chicago Bears, but I also keep thinking about the organization as a whole. Who's going to be the coach next year? What's the personnel going to look like? If you hang on to Justin Fields, is he going to have to undergo yet another round of changes with Chicago, and is that beneficial to his development? It might be the best thing for him to get out of there. Well, that's a good point. If you've made your decision that you're going to move on from Matt Eberflus, the head coach, and you're going to go in a different direction, giving Justin Fields – his, what, second, third head coach, whatever it is, well, third head coach at least, maybe fourth, with the Chicago Bears, you're better off giving someone else their first NFL head coach. You're right about that because it's the same building and theoretically same organization, same players around you, but yet with the new system, I think that could really screw you up. I think that's a very good point, that if, if one goes, they both go in that spot. Brian in Chicago watching on ESPNU. What's up, Brian? Good morning, guys. I'll tell you what. We're not pulling the plug on Fields. We're not firing the coaching staff because we had three bad weeks or whatever. We're going to win next week and probably the next two. And I'll tell you what, we got the cachet of picks. We're getting Marvin Harrison Jr. and we're going to get a couple mooses up front, baby. So what do you have? Mooses up front. You have. So let me just understand this: after a fourteen-game losing streak, you have them going on a four-game winning streak. Yes, I do. I am winning two games in a row. I'm going to call you in two weeks and we'll talk about it. How about that? Done and done. Done and done. Thank you for the phone call. Yeah, call us back in a few weeks that you think that you're going to win four or three in a row after losing 14 in a row. 
I'm more likely to be with Taylor Swift at the Vikings Chiefs this weekend, I think. Well, Evan, you might be because you're famous. But isn't that so indicative, that call right there from Brian, just how desperately Bears fans want it to work out? It's been so bad. Of course. And he's, they got one, the smallest of sample sizes from Justin Fields last night and DJ Moore. And they're like, now it's the, the tide is going to turn. We're going to peel off all these wins. It's going to happen for us. I love that positivity. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but it's I love it. And that may not be awesome, but Samsung is awesome. Let me tell you why. <laughs> this Saturday, get game time ready with the Samsung bespoke four-door flex refrigerator with Family Hub Plus from the Home Depot and Samsung. Coming up. Does Texas need to win this weekend for us to claim they're officially back? It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Daniels wants to throw. He's being chased by Cedric Johnson. Now steps back to the left. Throws toward the back of the end zone. The pass is going to be deflected and incomplete. It's there over. is no flag. Ole Miss has won over LSU 55 to 49. Wow. What, what a, game. a game. What a game. And they're pouring onto the field. We'll pay the fine. Yes, sir. The call from David Kellum, Harry Harrison, Learfield Sports, Ole Miss game winning defensive stop against LSU last weekend. Good hands moment of the week brought to you by Allstate with insurance from Allstate. You'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Big college football weekend. We got two big rivalries. One is between two teams. The other is between two coaches. We had the Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas. We also have the rivalry that has quieted down a little bit. Remember around this time last year? Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, and they were going all back and forth in the offseason, two guys that worked together for a long period of time at LSU, and they were going back and forth, war of words, in a way that you don't really see with Nick Saban, and you hadn't really seen with Jimbo Fisher. 
And that's all quieted down now. Texas A&M obviously has not had the success under Jimbo Fisher outside of recruiting rankings that they wanted to. And they're going to play against Alabama this weekend. Alabama's starting to find their identity a little bit. And then the Red River rivalry with Oklahoma and Texas, where you have an Oklahoma team that is number 12 overall, Texas number 3 overall. Quinn Ewers, obviously a big-time quarterback. College game day there this weekend. Baker Mayfield is the guest picker for Oklahoma. Uh Which rivalry has you interested more, Jimbo Saban or Red River rivalry? Ooh, there's so much history with the Red River rivalry. You can't even say that three times fast, by the way. But I just, I would side with the history of it. I mean, with the Saban-Jimbo thing, it it really feels one-sided with all of the success when it matters the most going with Nick Saban. I mean, Jimbo has been able to rise up and win a game here or there, but it's been Alabama as the juggernaut that is college football for the last decade and a half. When I look at the Red River rivalry, you're talking about 100 years. Like, you're talking about the, the history behind it. Adrian Petersons and the Vince Youngs and all of those different dudes. Like, I, I just I, – I would lean toward the renewal of that rivalry and making it spicy with this rendition with Sark and Brett Venables. I, I think that is what's going to captivate my attention this weekend. The Red River rivalry. Red River rivalry. It's very difficult it's to very say. Very difficult. Very difficult to say. I feel like Ron Burgundy, like Ow Now Brown Cow. Red River rivalry. Anyway, th- it's what makes college football great, is ri- no rivalries like this. However, Nick Saban is still one of the faces of college football. And we know the record versus his assistants. It's 28 and 2. He always eats them up. And whenever he faces somebody like a Jimbo, it's so personal that that one captures my attention a little bit. But more. is it a rivalry if the other side doesn't win? Well, Jimbo's done it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I guess he's done it, and Kirby Smart has done it. But, I mean, that's so infrequent. We're talking about the outliers because he's only lost twice to his former assistant. So these are the rarities. That's the aberration. That's not the norm. So I guess my thing is we've become so conditioned to Nick Saban being able to dominate the landscape of college football and dominate his assistants there really doesn't seem to be that much theater behind it, even though there's plenty of drama. Well, I think the other thing is the, the question about Texas being back. We do this with programs like Texas. With Miami, we've done this so many times. Are they back, right? We, we look at Texas right now, and the reason I would say that they're back is because Quinn Ewers is really good, and everyone tells us that Arch Manning is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. So when you have a quarterback, you're back. Right. And that would, but in their minds, if you're a diehard Texas fan, it's winning a championship, playing in the college football playoff, et cetera, et cetera. But they're certainly heading in the right direction when they have two quarterbacks here for the next however many years. Don't sleep on the quarterback for Oklahoma, too. Dylan Gabriel, that kid can spin it. Like you're talking about 1,500 yards, 15 touchdowns, the only two interceptions. So he can play good ball. Like this is going to be fun from an offensive standpoint. And I guess this is like the typical Big 12 football because it's defense optional. For now. For, so it's SEC. Exactly. exactly. But you understand, what I, you understand what yeah. I'm saying. Like. This is going to be a fun matchup to watch. Quinn Ewers, Dylan Gabriel, seeing the shootout and seeing who ends up coming out on top. I would lean toward Texas because they got some guys on defense that are going to be playing on Sundays. Oklahoma, not so much. And that's a surprise given the background of Brett Venables being one of the best defensive minds in all of college football. Because of the drop from Joe Tess, Texas is back. Because of the state because of the program, we put so much pressure on them to be a certain have certain outcomes, right? They're ranked number three. They do have the quarterback. They have the quarterback of the future. When would you be ready to say that Texas is back? Is it when they make now, the playoff? No, I'm saying so they don't. They, they don't have to make the playoff or win a national championship for you to feel that way. Well, I mean, yeah, at some point they do, but I think that right this second, I feel like they are a legit player because of the fact that they have quarterback depth for a long period of time. 
And we haven't seen that. I mean, how many guys can you name quarterback? I mean, I know you can name them, but like of significance that Texas has had since Vince Young, Colt McCoy, that era, it's been a while. But, you know, one other thing in terms of the uh, – so game day is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is going to be there. I was thinking about this. If you had a choice to be an icon in your college town or your pro town, and let's leave New York out because you're obviously a New Yorker, where would you want to be? Like if Texas. You, it's not close. No, I'm saying for, for you specifically, Virginia or the Ravens, hypothetically. Would you want to be like that? Baker Mayfield is an icon at Oklahoma, yeah. right? Yeah. He's not an icon in any pro town, right? Yeah. But there is that. That I'm just thinking. That oh, you're talking about whether you'd rather be an icon in the NFL or an icon in college? In college town. Oh, I'd rather be an icon like in the Tim NFL. Tebow. Like Tim Tebow is Tim a great Tebow. one. He's no, that's, an icon. That's, that's, that's in great, though. but I'd rather be an icon in the NFL. If you're iconic, that means you're probably putting on a gold jacket. That that that's the pinnacle of all of football. So I would prefer the pros. But if you had to pick a college program to be an icon at. How does it get better than Texas? There's a reason why Texas football generates more revenue than any other football program in the country. Like, think about Vince Young ain't got to pay for a meal in the state of Texas <laughs> for the rest of his life no. based on that Pro Bowl, that Rose Bowl over USC. Like, to me, Texas is one of those teams, one of those programs where if you can make your name and stake your claim and Quinn Ewers being on the forefront of Texas football being back under Sark, man. That it would be unbelievable. So I think I have a different take on this. I would much rather be an icon in college because that's not going anywhere. As somebody who had my NFL team ripped for me, a uh, lot of St. Louis Rams are with that. Like the greatest show on turf is the the best football team I've ever seen, and they don't have a home. They're not LA's team. They're St. Louis's team. But now we don't have a franchise. That's true. So, different ownership, So they don't get celebrated the way that. that they should. And they, they reach the pinnacle of the NFL and then some, a lot of those players. But, you know, you can't take away your college. You, that's not going anywhere. The University of Illinois is not going anywhere. That's I hadn't thought about it that way because you think about Dame. Is Dame an icon in Portland right now? Like, I'm not sure, but, but Tebow's always going to be I, an icon I, I, in Gainesville. I, I guess my point is more so Hall of Fame than anything else. Like, yeah. if you wear a gold jacket, it don't matter what NFL you're stadium. An you, you're, you're, you're an icon wherever you yeah. go yeah, around right, the national right. football. <laughs> but is Brady an icon in Ann Arbor? No. No, because he wasn't the guy in Ann Arbor. No, yeah. he wasn't the guy. But it's such an interesting – like, I went to the University of Wisconsin. Ron Dane walking around there, our former running back Heisman Trophy winner, is a god. Yeah. Oh, I'm God, sure. right? But he's not an icon in the pros. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Jim Sorge, right under that? Why you got to take shots? <laughs> no, my guy that I love is Brooks Bollinger, and you blame Bollinger for a loss you had with the Cowboys, and it bothers me he's still. He's awful. He's awful. Why you got to do that? He's awful. As a – Pro player. He was awful as a pro quarterback. He was great. <laughs> he was great great guy. Great guy. But that ain't got nothing to do with winning football games. It really does not. Well, he's an icon in Madison, and there that's all that matters. There you go. And by the way, I'm sure you'd like to be an icon in Florida. Lee, Lee Evans? I love him. Jim, I have a Lee Evans Jim college Leonard? jersey. All these guys? Jim Leonard? Yeah, Jim well, he's at, he's at her school now in Illinois now, so I don't know. I don't know. Wow. None of us are icons, I guess. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.